Transition, uh, switching networks took a lot of time. We do appreciate all the tweets that you sent out saying we missed you guys. We we can't because let's be honest, you can't just walk around and see a Jew and a midget cracking wise <laughs> on the side of the road. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, this is we're a rare duo. A- a- absolutely. I mean, I live in the Jewish part of town, and I see of Hollywood called Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> the Jewish, you know the what? Jewish can we hold off on the anti-Semitism for at least five minutes? <laughs> I'm sorry. It is, no, I'm not. <laughs> we, should start, we should start a game called How Soon Into the Podcast Does Brad Make a Jewish Joke Slash Reference Slash Anti-Semitic Comment? Absolutely. Yeah, but it's all in good fun. Uh, but I live in the Jewish part of town, but never do I see Jews walking around with dwarves. Yeah, they walk around with kids who, you know, wear the – with the long braided hair. Sometimes sure. they look like – Sure. They're older kids, so they look shorter. like a little Pippi Longstocking. And you, and you would think – you would think that Jews would love hanging out with midgets because why? Let's right, face this, this it, better be good because Jews love because <laughs> Jews love deals, right? We are midgets are your maximum you amount of friend in the littlest amount of space. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you think a Jew would be like, "You're a hey, person for half price." I- exactly. Yeah. I I can you know take this friend out to dinner and he eats like thirty two dollars <laughs> worth of food. Oh, I, can, I see oh, what you're saying. I can have a midget friend take him out to dinner. Twelve dollars worth of food. Twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go to Morton Steakhouse. You're spending seven dollars on six meatballs and half a piece I, of mashed potatoes. I get filled up on appetizers, my friend. So uh, you are two beer bread. I am two beer bread. Woohoo! Uh, I think we also just discovered that Adam's never been to Morton's. <laughs> they don't serve meatballs there. And a pizza. yeah, they do. Do they? They serve meatballs. You know what? That's our guest, Mark Saratella, which I will open by saying. Fuck you! You're wrong about the meatball <laughs> offerings. The meatball offerings at Morton's. Open Yo, the fuck you. All they right. have they have meatballs in the uh, the foyer, if you will, the lounge area. When you're hanging out, wow. they serve you meatballs before you eat the steak. When did you get a gay That's friend? Like because your... now you're starting to say they're hanging out in the foyer. Adam. That's just a. Who's your gay friend? His Come. name's Mark, and he's sitting to <laughs> my left. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Saratella's here, everybody. Thanks for having me back, guys. I uh, missed you yesterday. We did the weekend together. We did the uh, weekend together. Brad uh, recorded a CD at the Ice House in Pasadena. Yeah. Crushed it. Uh, yeah. We all, uh, we all set it up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark opened, and then uh, Adam uh, set the table. Uh, Eddie Ift stopped by sure. to do a couple of guest spots. And uh, if you were at any of those shows uh, at the Pasadena Ice House, we did have some About Last Night fans come up to us. More and more fans are coming out, man. And we always appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. great. And and it's always weird when people come up because people come up to me like either if I'm on the street or whatever or at, after shows and they say, hey, man, uh, don't mean to bug you, but just want to let you know that you're funny. It's like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. I like that yeah, shit. Hey, that's the stuff you bug me with. <laughs> right, don't yeah. bug me with, hey, man, don't mean to bug you, but um, do you mind if I just see how big your dwarf feet are? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a bet going with my buddy. 
Uh, you uh, settle a debate for us, uh, yeah. Hobbit or uh, or uh, Gollum? What, what, what is more, more appropriate? If you to were to role you? play with my wife, would you dress up as a leprechaun or an Oompa Loompa? <laughs> we have to what? know these things, yeah, dude. Not, not uh, and I always tell people the same thing. Hey, that's great because. When people stop coming up to me and saying you're funny or we like your podcast or you know we're following you on Twitter or whatever, that means we're not doing our jobs right. No. So it's good. Validate us. We are comics because we like going up on stage and hearing people laugh at stuff that we've written. So of course. by all means, come up to us and talk to us. And uh, thank you for coming out to those shows. They were great. And it's always here, – here's a deal. It's always nice to have uh, like my buddies Adam and Mark to open for me. Because I get hit up by comics a lot to uh, open up for me on the road. Sure. And some of them are very talented, very funny. But I always tell them, that's not enough. You have to be able to – I enjoy hanging out with you guys. It's fun to uh, – because we went out for beers afterwards, and we just cracked wise. Like, you don't want to have the comic there that's just – like, you don't – yeah, he's funny or she's funny, but then you don't like hanging out with them afterward. Well, yeah. That's no fun. I mean, because we, we, we had a great time afterward. We went out. We had some drinks. Mark almost got in a fight. <laughs> Again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, just share Trying this to cut quick. down on it. Well, yeah, we're hanging out in the bar afterwards, uh, having a good time, having a great time, actually, uh, meeting people from the show, talking mm-hmm. to you guys, shooting sure. pool, picking sure. up chicks' phone numbers. And then this guy Woo! just came up to me unannounced, no context to the conversation, and just puts his hand in my face and just goes, points at me and goes, please tell me this guy gets pussy so I stand a chance. <laughs> Dude, how do you even interpret what that means? Well, no, it means it you're ugly second, as shit, Mark yeah, Saratella. Yeah, it took a second to upload. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it did take like, a second to upload because I saw you kind of go, you go, what'd you say? And I kind of knew what he was saying, and I just turned my head. But then I was yeah. like, all right, Mark will handle it. But if he says it again and it gets into it, maybe I'll intervene. But also, right. I know Mark, and I know his fuse is short, and I know that if you need to throw down, he would have. Well, it's not that I have a short. I haven't been in a fight in over a decade. I have a <laughs> short fuse for telling someone off. But yeah, also it was yeah. just like, and that's this was just a young punk kid who just wanted to, to come up and be like with the comics. And then he said, that I think was his way thought, of connecting. I think sure. he also thought, I got Brad in the number one spot. We got Adam in the number two spot. I'd like to bounce up to the number three spot, take out this contender. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where I was just like, that's not yeah. happening. Yeah. Maybe because he did say it to me as if I was yeah. going to go, you're right, man. I know this guy a lot longer than I know you, but I like your moxie. Yeah. I would love Mark. You're coming fired. on the road with us. You're coming on the road, kid. Welcome to show business. You don't do, you don't do stand-up, do you? You can just make fun of our buddy and just get a, a no, It was one minutes. of those moments. It was like a Ray Liotta Goodfellas moment where I was like, why don't you explain that again to me? Yeah. <laughs> did I hear what you just said? Correctly, and then he would just look at me like with wide eyes, and I was like, I just, <laughs> yeah. And you it said well you punk ass. You called him. A, here's how fucking fired up you were. You know, sometimes you just you, you get so fired up, and you want to like put somebody in their place, and you like, but and you don't want to fight, so you're holding back the anger of actually the, the sure. being violent. So you're like, I gotta let him know how much of an asshole he's being, but he's saying also you're an about asshole. Five foot three. Yeah. So you called him what? I just I, I go. You're what, a little. What, I go, no, say the word what you called him. A twerp? Yeah. <laughs> Who? yeah he, you're bringing twerp back? Yeah, I brought saying, it back. <laughs> you are at a special level of anger when you go, hey, listen here, you little fucking twerp. <laughs> like, I mean, that's like fucking after school special, the bully making fun of the little right. kid. With I the, mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Fred Savage was called that multiple times on oh, The yeah. Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. And then he went home. He's like, I can't believe they called me a twerp again. <laughs> it was also one of those situations where 
the only thing that held me back was the fact that you guys were there, and I was like, I don't want to put my friends through a fist fight right yeah, now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so if well, we would have Also, there was five Mexicans at the pool table who I had befriended ten minutes earlier. Darn and right. You know that they yeah. would have come to your uh, your aid. Would have came and helped me. Oh, a- oh absolutely. 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 I don't think I was going to need help in this situation, but it was also just like so <laughs> shocking. Yeah. No, you, I'm not saying you, well, the you couldn't with, take out a twerk. Well, people with, with sarcasm, too, with comics, they think, like, the comics are up there. They're making fun of society. I can just go up and just make fun of them. Yeah. Right. It's like we still have to know each other. Even then, like, that's not something you guys would ever say to me. No. Also, it's not fucking true. I've never had someone, like, I think that as far as women, I think I've always done well. And I think that it hopefully continues to knock on wood. You never know. Sure. <laughs> but it's no, just you got like, a hand job on your way through the apartment complex. I saw that. <laughs> absolutely. Some woman it's came out of her apartment, like, stuck her hand in your pants. It's exactly. like you are just a dude, you know, a little five foot two uh, dude in a bar. <laughs> and I am a comedian who goes on stage six or seven times a week. No, we're not getting the same amount of pussy. It's not even close. <laughs> well, there's a disconnect between you, there is a a you know we are put up on a pedestal sometimes of like you're not a real person because the same way that people look sure. at uh, actors and movie stars like they just there's a disconnect of like oh that person like Harrison Ford who, Schwarzen used to have a joke or is it Schwarzen or about like like yet like uh, seeing Indiana Jones he's like hey Tobey Maguire not really Spider Man like you can't like these people <laughs> right. that think. It's also a young dude lesson. You got you got to learn early on. Like you don't go up to someone larger than you and just randomly ins- it, it randomly insult them. As a midget, I have mastered this. <laughs> yeah. I do not. I know that even that even though I'm cute and adorable and punching me is considered a hate crime. Uh, <laughs> I I know you don't come up. Yeah. What happens right if away. you punch a midget? Oh, you go to jail forever. They 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 just lock you away and throw away the key. <laughs> That's also and, probably. And, it's and, one and of you a, get killed. You get killed before the child molesters well, in prison. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like imagine being in prison and having the other. Uh, cellmates finding out that you punched a dwarf, right? Oh, and cause there's, that... there's like a, an unspoken rule, I think, in prison where they're like, "Hey, man, you don't murder, <laughs> you don't beat your wife, and you as sure as fuck no don't beat up on little people." <laughs> it's also it probably impossible. <laughs> what type of punch would that even be called? What to punch a dwarf? I think you yeah. have to just thrust your. Your <laughs> dick in your face, like that's how you knock you out, <laughs> dude. How just funny do the would fucking sir mix a lot, dun, 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 the jump on it dance and just, just fucking jump on it. So like the next time I walk in with a black eye, uh, I'm gonna be like, oh Brad, you got a black eye? Did you get in a fight? Duh, someone pelvic thrusted their cock right in my eye. Ricky Martin did the uh, fucking ass shake. Yeah, not not in the sexual way, <laughs> not in the sexual way. Uh, it, it, it was interesting because that particular guy at the bar, right before he said that to you, he came up to me and said, hey, you're really funny. We had fun at your show. It, it, it was a great time. So then I guess he felt validated, like, ah, I'm one of the boys now. He was trying to take the number three spot, but I held him <laughs> off. Not going to happen. Yo, let's, uh, let's, let's obviously mention where, um, where this podcast is now being distributed from. Darn right. Uh, we were at uh, a couple different networks before, but now we have joined the powerhouse yeah, that we went is, to the majors. Yeah, we got called up. We were at the we were playing on the Toledo Mudhens, which was a respectable minor league organization. Totally. Don't get me wrong, totally. you know, great great stadium, diehard fans. But now, you know, we've been called up to to to, to the Yankees. Yan- Yankees called us and said, "Hey, take take a couple swipes in the pinstripes, son." Yeah. And uh, we we are now part of Fake Mustache Studios, Jay Moore's Fake Mustache Studios. And uh, along such great podcasts as the Perfect Ten podcast and the Crab Feast, and of course more stories from the guy that I ha- now have to call boss, Jay yeah. Moore. Yeah, I think you even made the reference. I said how you know Jay Moore, uh, he's my favorite podcast. Yeah, and uh, and now we're on it. And you, and you made the comparison. You're like, it's like, 
uh, you're now getting to uh, shoot hoops with Detlef Schrempf. Yeah. Because he was like somebody I was looking up to the same way I did to Detlef Schrempf. Absolutely. Which I so I guess, Brad, you're saying that Jay Moore is the Detlef Schrempf of comedy. Absolutely the Detlef Schrempf of comedy. A compliment to take. Similar haircut. <laughs> oh, they really do. You know what? Jay Moore should play Detlef Schrempf in a Detlef Schrempf story <laughs> called Detlef Schrempf. No, what would it be called? Detlef Schrempf. <laughs> I'm the only shrimp. <laughs> I'm the only I, colon. You know, there's, there's what one is a thing. shrimp? I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's the only professional athlete shrimp who uh, who, who made it is it. German, right? I'm uh, I think so. As, as a German, you think I'd be able to lock that down? Because uh, he would like he would like every now and then he'd shoot a three and he'd do a high Hitler after he made it. So I was like, <laughs> okay, he would. That seems unnecessary. He would. I, I, <laughs> and and that's cool that we're going with Deathless Shrimp. We could have gone Nate McMillan. Uh, we could have gotten Sam Perkins, who's who, who's some other big smooth. Well, if Jay was a huge, if, if it was Doug Benson, we'd go with yeah. Sam Perkins. Oh, absolutely. Because that's the Sam Perkins was high when he played all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, this is uh, this is going to be uh, great. And um, and thank a new you. network, a new start, a new beginning. It's a whole new world. <laughs> Put you and a dwarf on the mic. Woo! No one can tell us no or who to blow. That's right. <laughs> no one's ever been told. No one, what's that? Who to blow anymore? Damn right. Like that it, was happening in the past? Hey, that, yeah. was, that was a Disney song, Mad Libs. And yeah, you just <laughs> filled in the uh, the rest there. Uh, so Awesome. So uh, thank you to all the new listeners. And thank you to Jay Moore. Thanks for having us on your network. And uh, we're going ha- to have some fun. That's for sure. Uh, this weekend, in addition to recording a CD... Uh, it was also a crazy weekend because I was being followed around by a camera crew, uh, the a National Geographic. Yeah, yeah, not just any camera crew. Nat Geo, son. They know what to do. But it's weird because uh, they were, they were filming a documentary on me about prominent little people all over the world. But it's weird when they called me to do it because they're calling up like, hey, we're Nat Geo. Yeah. We, we, we want you to yeah, do you a documentary. That's like an NBC thing or like a big – I mean, Nat, Nat Geo is still as – uh, reputable and it's a Absolutely. legitimate thing, but uh, yeah, you think of Nat Geo and you think of like, you know, <laughs> dwarves in the Serengeti. Or like, what did you, you say? Like, they're gonna be following you around, being like, really just in awe of everything you're doing, not profiling, but just kind of right. like, you know, exploring your life. Like, look at the dwarf reach for the cereal from the top shelf. <laughs> he drives his car with his hands and two feet. Watch him turn the key and choose a radio station. Watch him listen to the music he enjoys. Like, yeah, dude, I'm it, just a fucking. It, it's I, I that, that that was totally going through my head when because uh, they they filmed me going out to the slide bar in uh, downtown Fullerton and they told me they're like, hey, Brad, we want to film you hitting on some girls. And I was like, all right, I can hit on girls. Yeah. I can do that. So I went around a few tables, start hitting on girls. And in the back of my head, like I'm thinking, like, like the camera crew's right there. There, there, there's going to be some narrator just like, and now we observe the North American dwarf's mating habits. Notice how he approaches the female and uses a cheesy pickup line he learned from the VH1 series The Pickup Artist. Mystery was his teacher, but now love is his master. He offers her a thimble of beer. <laughs> As is custom to his people. Yeah. Look, he's now mocking his territory by humping the kneecap. 
He appears to be enjoying it as she squeals in delight as his, at his adorableness. <laughs> Her friends seem to like it. <laughs> Notice the elder black man threatened by his existence. He tries to fend off the perpetrator by thrusting his large black cock in the region of the dwarf's face. Blacks known to be fearful of both magic and midgets. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we just got a new stereotype for wow. midgets, everyone. Yeah. Blacks don't like us. Hey, man, I don't like them little people, man. Because they, they, like, there's pants and then there's midget pants. You don't know, you don't know the midget going to pull out his midget pants. <laughs> Hell no. It's something like midget magic, man. Midget Two magic. things I don't like. Oh, magic, magic and midgets. You put them together. No. That's some scary shit. I could go to the magic castle in Hollywood, and then if a midget came out, and like, okay, a magician pulls a rabbit out of his hat. Yeah, midget yeah. got a tiny-ass head. What the fuck is he pulling out of that hat, yo, motherfucker? Yo, What's he got, pulling out of that you hat? You got to figure out a way to come out of a, a magician's hat, by the way, at the magic castle. <laughs> that might be the greatest trick ever. I, I, the I rabbit, think would be. I think, has run its course. The it's dove. Done. Hey, man. All Unless you're pulling seen. out Dove David off at this point, I don't care what kind of a <laughs> nice comedic that. reference to a comic that I hope many people. If know a magician of. pulls out, the only time I'm on a grande is if I'm asking if a Mexican pimp asks me what kind of titties I like. Ah! And, and if, if, if that comes know, out of a magician's if, hat, if, if you guys don't know Dove David off, a great comedian, b that is a perfect impression. Thank you. So good job, sir. But, uh, yeah, so we have uh, more stereotypes than midgets. Wait, so where do they – so they followed you around at the comedy club, and they got a lot mm-hmm. of great footage, as we saw. Yeah. Although they were trying to set up some stuff that seemed a little uh, unorganic. Sure. Because they, it's so funny to see crews like that. They're like, now, Brad, we want to see you in your element before the show. So, and they were British, so that's why we're talking Yeah, like, let's see, let's see you leaning up on the ledge here talking to your friends. And then right, right before you went on stage, like, right. can we get a quick uh, pre-show uh, interview? <laughs> like, as you're going on stage, it's like nobody just – is ever talking to a camera is like, about to go do some stand-up. Here we go. And then turns and runs on right. stage. I mean, yeah. I guess it would look cool for the show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you, you would have the moments where, like, uh, I believe in Chris Rock's special, like, it shows him from his dressing room walking all the way to, to the stage and then walking yeah. directly on stage. And that, it's just awesome because it's, you know, it's Chris Rock. But... But that's actually more natural because we walk to the stage from the dressing room. We're not giving a little pre-interview before. Well, feeling kind of nervous, yeah. but I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. Sold out audiences. What are we going to do? Yeah. So, so, And then literally they also did this. Um, and th- this is just because they don't know. They're not familiar with our world. I'm not getting mad at them. It's just kind of funny. Uh, where right before I went on stage, we're like, all right, Brad, now our audiences really want to know like, what it's like to be a little person. So if you could talk about maybe how other dwarves hate you or your family. It's like, I'm recording a CD. How I your have, family hates you. Yeah, how your family hates how you. How they wishes you were bigger. It's like, what? <laughs> Dude, no, this is not at all what, I, what kind of an interview you're trying to pull out of me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I have my material. This is for an yeah. album, so I can't really you know, go, out, go off the beaten path. Yeah. Uh, so, but that, it, was, it was fun. They filmed you at the show. They filmed you at the gym. They filmed you with your family. Oh, my God. They filmed me at the gym. And, uh, okay, here, here's the deal. I don't go to the gym. <laughs> I don't I, – I work out uh, with my shake weight. Sure. Uh, and that's about it. You really do use that shake weight, don't you? Damn right. I bought it as a gag gift, and then I started using the shake weight. I'm like, hey, my forearms are fucking huge yeah, now. Yeah, because you do got some nice little arms on you. You're darn yeah. right. And you, you – uh, here's the deal. Jerk off, then – Use the shake weight for two weeks. Jerk off again. It's like a completely new hand. <laughs> it's, that, I mean, it's a long way to go for now a Now, why isn't that the advertisement for the shake weight? <laughs> when, when you do the shake weight, does it bounce off the ground? 
It, it's close. Uh, I put out a vine. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, it was him walking in front of the camera with the shake weight. It's unbelievable. Can I see that? Because you, you, you just see a midget in a shake weight. You assume I'm doing something other than working out. Yeah. You're like, oh, midget's doing the shake weight. Uh, that's probably how the factory is uh, right. making the new carburetors. Is that, you know, the, the midgets just grind them out in a little shake weight mixer or something. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I work out. I don't go to the gym. So, but they wanted to get me getting ready for the show, I guess, or pumping up or something. So I go to the gym. Let me tell you, there's a reason why I, I don't go to the gym. Because right when I go in there, if a midget walks into the gym, the whole gym stops. Yep. Do they really? Oh, yeah. They're like, even, even the juiced up guys. Yeah, because like they want to see where you're curls. going first. They're Absolutely. like, is he going straight to the juice bar? Is he going right. to try to get into the pickup game? Is he going to go <laughs> test his luck in the fucking pool right now and see if he can make it across? I don't know if they're expecting me to do, like, hit some sort of magical mirror button and then a new machine pops up that's, like, only for midgets. <laughs> they're like, there's a whole other section of the gym <laughs> design. What was this? Like, it, it's like the Alice in Wonderland door where it's just, like, a smaller portion opens up like, oh, hey, here's the midget gym. Follow me down. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should walk into the daycare next time that the gym has with your fucking dumbbells and start lifting in front of the kids and they're like, now is he a dwarf trying to fucking intimidate the children, or yeah. is he a kid who's just fucking like, hey, <laughs> if I have to hang out, I might as well get some fucking reps in. He's a jacked up kid. Yeah. That kid did too much juice too early. <laughs> so then I like point to the biggest guy in the gym and goes, that's my dad. And then just start keep pumping like, mm, I'm going to fuck up Barney yeah. one of these days. Or maybe I you're like, I used to be like it. that, but I juiced too early. <laughs> so now it stunted my growth. Now, now, now I'm four foot four. So, so what is the machine you hit first? Uh, I hit I hit the bench press first. How much you bench? Uh, two fifteen. That's Jesus. my max. Uh, th- now I put that up once. Don't think I'm repping two fifteen. I'm not but doing still, that. So impressive. you drive all the way to the gym. You do fucking one rep at two fifteen. Yeah. You fucking let everybody see you do it. Wait, actually, that's kind of bar. <laughs> that's how you do he it. Walks into the gym. Everybody <laughs> stops. They watch you walk across. You do what? You put all the fucking plates on. Yeah. You do one rep and you stand up and you go yeah and just walk <laughs> the fuck out. That's my workout, people. Yo, dude, that's actually that's. A, I mean, that's a video that needs to fucking. Right. Can you imagine the reactions of people? Because they're going to watch you the whole time. Yeah, and then and then you just drop the towel like a Chris Rock <laughs> mic drop and be like, it's over, bitches. Boom. That's how you work out. Walk you, out of there. I'm pumped now. You got to wear a singlet and also do the powdered hands, too. Oh, oh of course. Oh, dude, yeah. Dude, I've Maybe there's, yeah, there's a whole singlet. lot of prep you do. You fucking put on a headband, a fucking a new tank top that you were wearing, a different color that you, than you were wearing when you walked sure. in there. Maybe some uh, boxer shorts. Set up the boombox boom to, 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 to the perfect Rocky Four montage song. Hot song. As he's fire. putting all the plates yeah. on. Dude, this is a great idea, man. I'm fucking dead serious. And then you take a 10 pound weight and just hurl it across the gym. <laughs> For no reason. That's my warm up. Like ah! Somebody comes to spot you and then you fucking you call it off. Oh. Like maybe you ask for a spot and then they come exactly. over and you go, I don't need it. I, sh- I, I, I shake it off like that pitcher in the ninth inning when that when, when that guy's like, hey, yeah. you can't throw a fastball anymore. We're throwing up the number three so you can do a nice little change up and get this guy out. You're like, fucking no, it's the ninth inning. I'm bringing the heat, I'm bringing the heat, man. That's what I do. Woo! This is also getting me pumped up to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I think I just need to roll with Brad. Uh, and then you, but when you said you interviewed your parents, this is interesting to me because yeah. you had a lot of trepidations about leaving your pops alone with the camera crew. <laughs> Absolutely. Because your dad apparently... Uh, isn't well he, by on paper racist, but he enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that you preface yeah, it like that. But he enjoys, uh, like all of us, by the standard definitions yeah, if of clan members. If you were to look at the members. back of his trading card, <laughs> favorite pa- favorite hobby would include laughing at blacks. It would be, but it would be collecting black baby name books. My my dad collects black black names. 
Well, like, okay. some people do. Uh, some no, people, see, some people put do the word nappy. book in there because now you're making it sound like he no, collects black slave no. names, he, uh, which is kind of what he does. Uh, okay, here's the deal. Some dads have stamp collections. Some have coin collections. Let me tell you, corn like, collections, coin, coin collections. Oh, coin! Not what you think, corn collections. Corn. Someone's like, like walking what dads through. Are collecting? <laughs> Someone's like walking through Nebraska. A lot like, of them. Here's a good ear. <laughs> no, uh, my, my dad collects. My dad collects none, none of these things. He collects uh, black names. Uh, how he does this is he is he watches sports, and then he just writes down all the funny names that uh, black players are named. And this and is, that's not racist, by the way. That's an observation. Is it? <laughs> it's not. It's not? Well, to say that there's funny... Na- Dude. Yo. It's in the town. <laughs> it, by, it, by, it's in racism town. It's yeah. in the outskirts guess, of racist yeah. town. But, you no. know, by... Uh, it's just how it is. Like, Well, funnier names, it's just they are... Uh, African Americans are much more creative and risk-taking with names. Darn right. I think that's a way to put it. But, like, it, it, it is not... Like I've gotten phone calls from from my dad, and he gets excited when he gets a new. Which one. names does he give you? He calls me up. He's like, Brad, oh my god, I'm wa- I'm watching football. They have a Leshawn, they have a Deshawn, they have a Ladeshawn. That's just on the Eagles. <laughs> That's on one team. That's on Holy one team. Holy shit, those he are starts, pretty extravagant names, though. He starts freaking out. Well, like, and <laughs> and uh, so then one year for Christmas, as a joke, I did this. Purely as a joke, because sure. I thought it would just be hilarious to kind of call him out on his semi-racism, is as a Christmas gift, I got him the African-American baby name book, <laughs> which is just a list. As you do as a son. As you do. So when a black couple has a, has a young lad and they want to look up what the African word is for a great warrior, then they go, all right, Shaquille. Okay, Shaquille's in the word. Is it really? I, I think Shaquille, from what I That's got awesome. from Shaq, what's the bio, white equivalent? Uh, uh, great warrior. <laughs> I don't know. Thor. Yeah, Thor Brock. I don't know why Brock. Br- Brock just sounds awesome. Yeah, like you can't be a pussy if you're named Brock. You can't. Anyway, uh, so I give him this book as just a joke. Like, ah, look, Dad's a racist, African American baby. He looks at this thing. So I'm like, crying. Like I just. <laughs> Brought him his greatest te- gift ever. like I brought him his teddy bear that he lost when he was in second grade, and I found it. He's like, "This is the greatest gift anyone has ever given me." How did you know this is what I wanted? <laughs> it, 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 it was like the perfect Hallmark father son thing, where like I give him the African American baby. That actually book. would be a great commercial for Hallmark <laughs> this holiday season. Give your dad the gift every father dreams of: the African American baby name book, Lashawn, Tayshawn, Fashisis, Oblivious. Jesus. Talusius. That'd be great if you were casting the commercial too, and it's just like this midget dude giving his dad an African American baby book. At the end, they're like, we don't know what the hell is going on either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not quite sure yeah. what's go- happening here either. <laughs> Happy Father's Day from Hallmark. I don't know why. Like, I think black people just name their kids after things that white people say when they get served bad food at a restaurant. You know what I mean? Because, like, like, white people get the wrong dish or it's not cooked correctly. They're like, this is atrocious. And some black guys in the corner. Oh, atrocious. That sounds good. Hilarious. Troublesome. Trub- <laughs> Troublesome. <laughs> that, you, you are calling me a liar? That, that is facetious. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good, yeah. too. That is a great name. Ludicrous. Oh, my God. He, just, is- he, he just named my family. <laughs> this food was stupendous. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, and you call him Stu for short. <laughs> you call him Stu. <laughs> or, uh, or Pendy. <laughs> So, so that so that's my dad, and 
they sit down to interview him and my mom, and then the best part is, or the worst part if you're me, is they look at me and they go, uh, hey, Brad, uh, we need you to leave the room. And I'm like, whoa, no, 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 I, I, got, I got to be here to monitor to make sure Dad's okay and he doesn't say anything, like he doesn't lead off the interview with, hey, so enough about my son. Let's talk about my black baby name book. Yeah, that might not be something you want to lead with. <laughs> right, uh, but they made me leave the room. And then when I came back to ask my parents, like, hey, what did uh, they ask you? What kind of stuff did you talk about? My parents look at me and go, we can't talk about it. Ah! Oh, so you're going to have to wait to find out what also, happened. Also, the parents are taking Nat Geo's side right away. Like, like you two don't have a relationship. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, we took their side, man. Yeah. They made a convincing argument. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we'll be introducing our new dwarf son next week, by the way, because they've uh, convinced us that they've got a better the, uh, the drug lord that they've also been following. That's true. Uh, I, I, I told you about this. Uh, what they're doing is they're uh, the, Nat Geo is following prominent dwarves all around the world, and in, in addition to me, uh, they interviewed uh, they interviewed Mini Me uh, Vern Troyer. Right. So he'll be on there. Who's who has a different form of dwarfism? Yes, he's got. He's half the size of you. Yeah, he's he's a tiny guy, and uh, they. So how does he get punched? Oh my god! There's no thrust. I mean, you got to. No, just... you just as you're walking, you give him a muay tight knee to the head. Apparently, <laughs> like that's that, that's the thing. If you're fighting many, me. Uh, if you have a confrontation with him, you, you actually have to play him in one on one on hungry hippos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how great would that be if Mini Me's walking around? You get in, you get an argument. He says, "All right, dude," and he just slams the hungry hungry hippos on the <laughs> table. Goes, it's on. <laughs> I, he, he, he starts doing Popeye. I can stands no much, but I can't stands no more. Hungry hungry hippos. <laughs> I think that's that's another dwarf stereotype that we've just created. We don't fight. We challenge you to games of Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how you determine who's... By the way, uh, that game, do you remember how ferocious that game was? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. I remember playing that and just Super looking at my mom and her looking back at me like just disappointed. Like, oh, there's why no is way, this entertaining? You can't pl- there's no way to play that game other than fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're hitting the fucking thing to make the hippos chomp as fast and as hard as you can. There's no strategy behind it. They can't keep it. up. It's yeah, just, there's no, there's, there's no timing. Game. No. That thing that thing lasted two games, and then one of the hippos always broke. Yep. Usually the pink one. Yep. J- just saying. <laughs> no, you're true. You're right. And that's no, and that's no way. Why are we breaking hippos? That that just means Milton Bradley doesn't support breast cancer. And fuck those guys. Whoa. Also, that game was like. Whoa. <laughs> that game well, we was won't like be the, having Mil- the Milton Bradley brothers on the podcast anytime soon. Because <laughs> we just like said, the, uh... fuck those guys. They don't support breast cancer. <laughs> well, breast cancer awareness, not breast cancer. Oh, gotcha. The actual cancer. Okay. That would right. be bad. Well, <laughs> we're talking about two different things. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think Hungry Hippos is probably the precursor to the, to the, uh, to, to the circle jerk. <laughs> now they look back on it like what was the point of that game which is like four little dudes just like, hitting fucking something super hard so that it could grab and eat something and it's like a little mm-hmm. tiny white they're ball. all trying to get one thing yeah yeah they're all, they're all trying to get the little tiny white balls yo so they're following a drug lord and Vern Troyer and you and where yes. does this Colombian drug lord yeah he's a Colombian drug lord when he's the dwarf Scarface <laughs> Say hello to my really little friend. <laughs> then I come out. Oh, my fault. <laughs> so, like, they're, they're following the dwarf Scarface. As soon as they told me there's a dwarf drug lord, I'm like, does he have bodyguards who realize that they've got M16s and their boss is the midget? Can't they just be like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to take this anymore. Bang. Yeah. And, just, and, you, and you don't even need an M16. No, a you, pellet gun would take the motherfucker Just put him out. in the laundry hamper or, <laughs> or just, you know, 
I the Nerf know. foam dart gun. The Nerf <laughs> foam dart gun. Dude, a Nerf will take out a dwarf the, ASAP. The Nerf, <laughs> the Nerf bow and arrow? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're, can, can, that's, another new, that's another new part for their commercial, by the way. Absolutely. The new Nerf bow and arrow. <laughs> it's a lot of fun in the summertime. Also, if you're being attacked by midgets. You, you can also just say bedazzle three times and it already disappears. <laughs> Bedazzle instead of, instead of Beetlejuice, you say bedazzle three times, and whatever midget is in a ten yard radius of you just goes. <laughs> I did not know that about my people. Uh, now I'm wow, I'm not going to anyone's house as a bedazzler. That's gonna be scary you don't know because if anyone does it, then you're just gone forever. Yeah, then I'm, then we all gone. know it, but we just don't do it. Uh, and I do. By the way, that explosion, that explosion sound you just made for when you disappear after being hit by a Nerf gun is the yeah. same sound a 75 year old man makes when he comes. <laughs> if you want to do that one more time, <laughs> there it is. Oh, that, oh, that felt great. I'm going. I'm oh. going. Oh, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting oh, it. Hassle, hassle, hassle. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's your eighty dollars. <laughs> Do you mind if I drive myself home? <laughs> uh, wait. So wait. Uh, my question, and this yeah. might be a little. Um, I'm just going to ask it. Okay. Your father. Yes. When he tall, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both, both parents are tall. There was no sign of you being a dwarf. Nope. No, nothing. That you can't tell in these sonogram pictures. Uh, not at that time. Now you can, but not. They could because yeah, you're. Yeah, time. they couldn't see like a. Uh, yeah, they couldn't see yeah, like a you, sweet, yeah. juicy ass in right. that fucking in the womb. Yeah, you, you you don't see the little limbs that are flailing around like T like T Rex arms inside yeah. the womb trying to grab some shit. They couldn't no. see you making shoes inside the womb. <laughs> uh, but my question is: Was the is there something your dad did differently that maybe created dwarf sperm? And a follow up question: What, what does dwarf sperm look like? <laughs> like, did he maybe like during like let's say the week before he and your mom got down? Did he like drink a lot of you know banana smoothies or like <laughs> like that you go back and you think hey <laughs> so, did he try some new positions hey uh, so Maybe like so like he's reading through the Kama Sutra he goes ooh the Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> people do say, like, if a woman wants uh, a woman wants a boy to sit on top, right, or certain positions. I don't know why I know that. Boy. But yeah, yeah, you know. But some... like, in the, that's in the comments. You want, yeah. So the you lucky want, charm, you, yeah, you lucky want a dwarf, charm, baby. Uh, the lucky charm would, would, would be the you throw, woman. You do a doggy style and throw marshmallows at her ass. <laughs> Here, here's what I think the dwarf sex position will be. The the position that makes a dwarf is the woman has to suspend herself a good. Two feet above the guy's cock, and then he's just got to jump, and he's got to jump and make it in. So if he jumps, it's like just a little bit going, just a little bit going, just a little bit going. It's like every time. I think that sounds about right. So that that creates a dwarf. That's that's what happens, and that's called the lucky charm. Because if you actually manage to jump up high enough and fuck her well enough that you could actually shoot something up up in that shit, that's a lucky charm right there. And uh, dwarf sperm. Uh, dwarf. What does that look like? Uh, it's probably just a head. <laughs> just head. No tail. <laughs> Wait, little tiny tail. Really little tiny tail, and just like little like fins like flapping out of it, just trying to like oh my god, oh my god, where's the egg? Where's the egg? Where's the egg? Man, could you imagine the beginning of of the Look Who's Talking movie with dwarf sperm? Oh, dude, that'd be amazing. <laughs> who would be? Hey, hey, and here's the thing: if you, who would be the voice? Of you, if you if the, look who's talking, if it was a dwarf, if, if Kirstie Alley yeah. and John Travolta had given birth to a dwarf, oh my god, <laughs> who would 
Who is that? That was supposed to be drunk. Would it be Tony Danza? Maybe Tony Danza would be the voice. Tony Danza. Tony Danza would be the voice of I'd be walking and be like, hey, man, hey, what is it? What does a baby have to do to get some fucking pussy around here? Our, our first podcast, <laughs> with, with, our first podcast with fake mustache. I, I thought we left interrupting no, 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 Tony no, no, Danza. No. You behind. thought you let me behind, but I follow you from every network. That's God, what I do. Damn it! Yeah, I got a new show coming out called. Uh, what is it, Tony? What What would it look like if I were a dwarf baby? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be on A and E. It's a two part series. It's actually uh, well, I got I got a bunch of shows in development this season because you know development season is on the horizon. So sure it's a handful Tony. of shows. You know, there's a little chocolatiers on yeah, TLC chocolatiers, where dwarves man. make chocolate. Yeah, we know. That's, that's, well, I've got that's, a show where a, show. where uh, Italians yep. make pizza. Uh-huh. It's called. Well, basically, it's me. I'm going to intern at a Sabaro in an airport, <laughs> and I'm going to see, hey, just how just how authentic a Tony. real Italian can make that cheese. Because here's the thing: Sabaro pizza slices are way too big. That that goes without saying. Obviously. So what I'm going to do is make them proportionate and also uh, give a little advice to some of the fatties who are picking off all these uh, giant pizzas in the airport. Some of them get a piece of pizza and a calzone, and that's why I step in and go, hey, listen, here, you fat fuck, put that calzone back. <laughs> anyway, this Tuesday's, this Tuesday's on A&E. <laughs> Thank put you that, put down that calzone, you fat fuck, with Tony Danza. <laughs> we just got a tweet from A&E. Your show's already been canceled. <laughs> Nah, nah, that's not that's not right. <laughs> that can't be it. <laughs> that's all. That's all he does to deflect that. No, nah, no, nah, that's not it. Nah, nah, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. Oh, this is gonna be. Yo, Danza does have a movie, by the way, coming out with oh, Joseph. Does he? he plays jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt wrote and directed this movie that's getting a lot of heat. Get out. And Danza plays his dad. Awesome. Well, because they're and they look. They're both wearing white. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, addi- is, Levitt is addicted to porn. It in looks the like movie a movie or yeah. actual in the. Po- <laughs> well, probably in the movie, but it's probably sure. based off of Dan's yeah, yeah. life. You know, he was just at our show the other night, the Hollywood Improv. Was he? Yeah, he was in the audience. It was awesome. Oh, uh, dude, your 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 show being Comedy Juice. Yep. Yo, uh, Mark runs a show here, uh, and all all over the country. It's the most the popular now. show in the United States of America. Yep. It's uh, ComedyJuice.com. We're in six cities. There you go, buddy, and uh, great comics. But wait, so Tony Danza and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are going to reunite from Angels in the Outfield? I didn't even think about that. That must be why. He, well, also, dude, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has a shaved head, as Danza yeah. does. He's right. wearing a wife beater. They're both kind of, and they're like kind of hard. Like he's kind of an Italian. Like oh, so he's, he's playing like a hard Italian. Yeah, dude. dude. And uh, yeah, and so Dan, it's perfect. Like you see him at the dinner table, and Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, you know, like, yeah, Dad, I don't know, man. I mean, I just, you know, I got to get my shit together. Like, I just, you know, I, yeah, I can get a girlfriend, but I got all this shit on the uh, on the internet. And Dan's like, well, maybe you should get your shit together because you can't keep jerking off. And if you keep jerking off, this is a real something thing, bad's going to happen. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, I just this right. is not okay, yeah, this it. is not the script or the dialogue wow, at all. Wow, this is like if Who's the Boss went dark. Wow, that episode where he goes, Jonathan, come here for a second. <laughs> I know you're having a tough time figuring out your sexual orientation. <laughs> I know you're five, but we figured it out for. But you. But we figured it out for you. So my next question is, what do you think of this? <laughs> <laughs> Zip. Wow, if that happened, that would totally replace the episode of Different Strokes where uh, they have the child molester who runs the bike shop. Why did child... What, that's not an easy... That seems like a pretty obvious cover-up. Like, right. yeah, I just want to run a bike shop. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, and by the way, the guy they cast in that, in that particular episode uh, was fat. So, like, because if you're a fit guy running a bike shop... Great, you love biking. You're a fit dude. That's what right. you do. But if you're a fat dude running a bike shop, yeah, you're yeah, not gonna fly. Yeah, it, it, it'd be the same thing if you were the skinny guy who ran the ice cream parlor. Come on, man, you're tr- you're trying you're not to fool anybody. You're trying to touch some penises. <laughs> 
let's be honest with you. Now, speaking of touching penises, Brad and I went to Cabo. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Brad, Whoa. Brad and I went to Cabo. We're getting, we are getting <laughs> no, into this. No, no, no. Brad and I went to Cabo for a little vacay. We did. And um, one of the things we did while we were there is we got couples massages. Well, well, let's let me say that we weren't designed to get a couple's massage. We needed to get a massage at one yeah. certain time. We both travel a lot. We're like, hey, let's take a vacay for three days and go sure. to Mexico. So you rent a little villa in Cabo San Lucas. Yes. Uh, and we stayed at this resort, the Cabo Azul, which was just one giant pool with booze in it. Yeah. It was basically, I think you, what did you say you go? It was basically a resort where you spend five to eight hours in a pool drinking and peeing. That's, that, that's pretty much all you do because yeah. they, they had a swim-up bar and people would sit at the bar drinking for four or five hours and never get up. And you're like, yeah. huh. That's not humanly possible. <laughs> also, the booze after a while, you peeing in water feels great. It feels amazing. It's one of uh, – God half gave us our genitals so that we could pee underwater. Yeah. yeah plus, like, you don't think people are looking at you, Brad, and calculating you like two full-size beers. Just sitting there still? You don't think you know? We don't think you don't think we know what you're up to, dude. Hey, man, I have a move. I like to be. I like. Yeah. To be what's respectful. your What's your secret of pee move? Because so, everyone's got a move. Some people float away. Some people fake the backstroke. Some people like laugh really hard. Because mm-hmm. then you're like, that guy's having a good time. There's no way he's peeing at the same time. Yeah. See, what I do is I made friends with multiple people who hung out on multiple different sides of the pool. Yeah. So then I so when whenever I was on one side of the pool and I said, Hey, I got my friends over there. Let's see. I haven't talked to them in a bit. Oh, Let's genius. see what they're doing. I start swimming over there. I'm trailing the entire time. I just got my little I just got my wow. stuff going behind me like a sky rider. <laughs> <laughs> the Haley's comet. The Haley's comet of <laughs> fucking pool pissers. And I'm just going through the pool. That that was my move. Well, you by the way, dwarf urine, um I don't know if you guys know this, mm-hmm. is actually like it does positive has positive uh, ramifications in the it pool. Does. Yeah, you get in the pool with like a cut or a sore. Yeah. Guess who's coming out healed? <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It's like the Lazarus pit from you Batman. Didn't, you didn't see the hotel channel at the Cabo Azul. It was like, welcome to the Cabo Azul, <laughs> home of Cabo's finest hotel and resort in the deeper south of Mexico, where we offer treats and drinks and pools with dwarves and piss. Come down and hang for a couple's massage or a beach volleyball game or a dance party. If you have a sword or a scab that's unwanted, maybe you have diabetes or leukemia. Get in the pool and the dwarf piss will make you better. Probably not the leukemia, but hey, it's Cabo, so you forget about it for a couple hours. Cabo Azul. <laughs> I don't know if it wasn't that verbatim, but it was oh, it was late God. and I I'm gonna get so many tweets from girls after this airs and just be like, What? Can you R. Kelly me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it would be Dwarf Urine endorsed by Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers comes on. Joan Rivers is here. I no longer have to do facials. I don't have to do it. I don't have to get anything talked anymore. I just have Brad Williams piss on my face, and all of this gets nice and, nice and tight like I was 17 again. Thank you, Brad Williams. What are you wearing? <laughs> was that a good Joan Rivers? That was incredible. Joan I don't Rivers. know because like most of my impressions suck. So that was, uh, that was a good one. All right, we can add that to the ones I could actually so, do. So Joan Rivers, you called down to the, the massage desk and you mm-hmm. said, "Hey, can we get some massages?" Yeah, and they said, well, "All we have is a couple of massages." Yeah. So, so by the way, that was a terrible <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> Mexican. We have gobbled massages. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it was like a Mexican fucked a Jamaican and then got brain hey, damage on the way out. 
That's what that was. You want to lay side by side and get your body rubbed. Uh, so we go down there. Yeah. And so obviously I think they're assuming because couples is all they were offering right. that we were a couple. Yeah. So as we're walking up to these ladies, they for sure, by the way, looked at us like we were walking up together. Like one, And then Absolutely. I started thinking, all right, so are they, like, are they thinking, all right, this Jew's got a dwarf fetish or does this dwarf have a Jew fetish? Well, it didn't. It didn't, you know, help our argument that we were holding hands, skipping. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> well, the skipping part, <laughs> you know, we kind of dead giveaway. Dead <laughs> nice reference yeah. to uh, the guy from Cleveland, right? Yeah. Ramsey. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Good job, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So either way, we're walking up, and, th- and, th- and those ladies are thinking. These guys are sexual freaks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was also a terrible man. <laughs> These guys are sexual freaks, man. That was like fucking your Pepe Le Pew's Mexican <laughs> best friend. I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you sound like you sounded like one of the, the, the mice in Five Goes West who was looking for Five but didn't care too much about him. He was like, Yeah, I'd like to find Five but I'd also like to find a cheese bar. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Five Goes West, oh there God. was a moment on the trip. This yes. might be the highlight for me. When two beer Brad yeah. is is eight beers deep. Yeah. So you with, can imagine with some shots. Also uh participated in some stuff out of an apple. Uh-oh. I ate an apple. What are you talking about, Adam? It Fair was enough. Just, just eating an apple. Yeah, that, there was... that that was organically grown and uh medically enhanced. And filled with organically grown condiments. <laughs> exactly. That's just that's just what you do. So this guy's feeling as good as you could feel. Oh, yeah. On top of that, he's in a pool in Mexico. And just, just peeing, just peeing, <laughs> just swimming around, making friends, leaving them and peeing and going to more friends. Yeah. And at one point he stands on the little fucking like uh, there's a, a, a little island in the middle of the pool, which yeah. is basically almost like a mini stage. It, and this it, motherfucker, yeah, the performer in him, recognizes this, stands up and at one point starts shaking that fucking ass of his singing as he's shaking. Uh, there are no cats in America <laughs> and the streets are filled with cheese. Well, why I went to Five Will Goes West? I didn't you go. Had to. I didn't go. You had to, he says. I didn't go the WB Frog on. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. I didn't do that one. Which would have been an encore. I didn't. I didn't bust out into any Hello Dolly. Like, well, hello Dolly. No, no, by the way, I'm sounding really gay right now. Were people applauding? Uh, oh God, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fucking. It was like. It was the second show. It was like basically if people didn't know there was a show happening, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's right. We're at a resort. There's always entertainment going on. Yeah. Now, in part of – I didn't see it on the brochure. Uh, Midget dances to the soundtrack to the, to an American tale. But uh, why not? It looks awesome. And I was doing a nice little shimmy, and uh, it, it was a good time. But, but yo, we stayed at the resort because we didn't want to leave because, obviously, like, there's that woman who just got almost uh, locked up for right. possibly drug trafficking. But everyone each day was like, we're going into town tonight. You guys want to come? I was like, no, because I want to go back to the States with my spleen sure. and my ID uh, and, my, and my best friend Brad, yeah. who, by the way, a dwarf in downtown Mexico, high commodity. You sure. don't think that motherfucker's getting kidnapped? You don't think <laughs> I'm already – in my head, preparing myself mentally for the sexual uh, fucking positions I'm going to have to participate in to get my buddy back. The second he hey, steps in public, it's a countdown to when he gets kicked. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, they start the clock. It's like double there. Put 60 seconds on the clock. You're going to have to go up the slide, get the red flag, grab the cool whip out of the fucking giant nose, get your dwarf buddy out of this guy's fucking cage. And as funny as it would be to see Brad... If you can do that, you want a Casio keyboard. I don't want my friend. No, 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 no. We're going to keep him. You get the keyboard. Fucking... 
Mexican double there. Mexi- that's what happens. Mexican they, double they there. You, they, they, they steal your shit, and then you try to win it back. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, so we didn't go out anywhere because, yeah, yeah, like you say, we go out. People look at me. Uh, the, the, dude, they the, think uh, locals because, dude, they. I mean, not all of them are trying to get your money. Sure, but you keep hearing about these instances where people are getting pulled over, and then they go, "Hey, you give me all you got, I'll let you out." You know, it happened sure. to me in, in in college when I went to Rosarito. I mean, same. You know, we got, you know, uh, pulled off the street, and they put us in the car. And ten minutes later, he goes, "You know, give us what you got, and we'll let you out here." Otherwise, they said they were going to take us to jail overnight. Literally, really? I was drinking beer in a cup amongst everybody else on the street. Guy just comes over. The cops did this? Yeah, and comes over to oh, me and my wow. buddy and goes, get in the car. And we're like, what? We're like, it's beer in a cup. He goes, I know, but you can't do that here. We go, what? He goes, get in the car. You're, you're arrested. I go, what? They grab my buddy, shove him in the car. I go, no, man. I go, this is bullshit. It's in a cup. Look at everyone's got cups. He goes, yeah, but you. I go, why me, man? And then he fucking does like a Vulcan nerve pinch and <laughs> press down on that little section in between your shoulder Jeez. blade and your neck, which, by the way, you do it hard enough. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of Star Trek, but I saw that episode. You fucking put two fingers on that little fucking... Spot sure. right there, dude. I just crippled and wow. fell into the car. He takes off like seventy-five miles an hour down the street. We're like, we're definitely gonna die. He yeah. pulls over to a house party to pick up two more kids, put them in between us. <laughs> we're sitting there like, He's what's just up, guys? Taking people, just taking yeah. people. Then he pulls over and goes, "You guys don't want to go to jail? How much money you got? We had like wow. one hundred eighty. Some of those guys aren't even cops. That's the scary part. We were in Cancun. That similar thing happened. It was just guys on a truck with guns, and we we're like, what's up, cops? Or what yeah. was that? And, and what just... are you gonna do? Not give them your money? No. I mean, it, 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 unless your dad is Liam Neeson. <laughs> that's, but this is also like how backup you could have. <laughs> This is how countries lose money because these stories, they, they're not smart. They're not, I know. This is, these stories get told, and mm. then people are like, don't ever go there. I know. And right. it's stupid. It's, I know. It's I'm never going back to Rosarito. Yeah. yeah. Small-minded. So we, so we just stay at the resort because we know that we go out there. The cops are definitely picking me up, or there will be some local vendor who picks me up and tries to sell me as a new-age me- uh, Mexican pinata because I'm about, I'm about the same damn size as those things. And uh, who wants to do that? You know, they throw a little blanket on me, paint me black and white, say, oh, it's a mutant zebra. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I couldn't afford to let you get kidnapped because, you know, every podcast we come up with business ideas, we come up with, sure. with movie scripts, we come up with dwarf stereotypes, which, again, I say every episode, but you need to write a fucking coffee book with dwarf stereotypes. Absolutely. And actually, like, special announcement right now is that uh, Brad tied to the back of a donkey strapped up to it is how the next Star Wars begins. <laughs> Didn't mean to spoil it, George Lucas, but uh, it's out now. J.J. <laughs> Abrams, thank you for the job, buddy. Oh my I God. do appreciate it. I think I think it sets Yo, the tone Brad, for a great movie. It's Brad and Brian Callen riding in on a donkey. <laughs> just fucking, dude, I'm just strapped on a donkey with a fucking headband, slapping my own ass because I slap my own ass because I don't believe in animal cruelty. And oh I'm God. fucking high-fiving in, and you fucking see my traps just fucking glistening in the sun. <laughs> Brian Callad from the uh, Ten Second Podcast, and also he has his own podcast, right? I think so. Yeah, it's like yeah, called yeah. like the Man Show. Yeah, or Man Up, or Man. Or I'm a fucking man. Man, man rules is for or... sure in the title. Yeah. Is there a more manly man than Brian Callan? <laughs> Absolutely not, sir. I I, I say no. I, I say nay. There. And if you don't know who Brian Callan is, please look him up. And uh, I I heard him. Uh, he was referenced on Jay Moore's podcast, our boss Jay Moore, because Jay Moore was interviewing Will Sasso, who does right. the, who, do, who does the Ten Minute Podcast, right? Him. And they said that in order to do a good Brian Callen impression, you need two people. Right. Two people have to be doing the impression at the same time, and that's an accurate Brian Callen impression. So here, uh, do here, do your impression. 
So when I take a lady, I take her down. And then the also to get these traps, I show her everything juicing. that I'm working What you got to do is juice. You put some vegetables into a blender. Goo, goo, then goo, some goo, good goo, juice goo. comes out of she that She sees all the That's things how I popping out of my forearms. I and I, I take a bite of that gym. melon. That's juice right. just dripping down my chest. Nipples hard. Because chicks like that. Because I take care of my nipples. Because I'm a fucking man. Brian Callen's like the alpha male. The other alpha males look at it and go, leader. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He's also. <laughs> Show he, us. He's also one of the sweetest men on the planet, yeah. which is like, yeah. I think, what makes him so likable for being such a manly dude. Wow. But Brad Wysak, the, the biggest reason I couldn't let you get kidnapped is we came up with a restaurant idea oh, yeah. about four podcasts ago. Yeah. And, um, Mark, we're going to use you as our, uh, as our first pitch here. To see if you'd get, get on board. Get a big let's, let's say you're an investor, all right? Oh, an investor. So you know Hooters, right? Right. Brad set it up. Exactly. Hooters, obviously. Crappy food, but people come in there because you got chicks in nice, hot, Where chicken wings white and shirts. tits collide, Hooters. Yeah. You're darn right. Hooters. And, and, and a positive uh, ambiance. There's televisions with sports, beer. You're around other dudes who share the same disgusting fucking thoughts that you do. Absolutely. So that's why that works. How about this, Mark Saratella? Let's what say, are you missing at Hooters, Brad? What's that? What are you missing at Hooters that you would... Here's what I'm missing at Hooters. The fact that there's no good midget tail. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I, I do. Like, you guys, saw, you guys saw that one midget girl that came out to my shows this weekend yeah. at the Pasadena Ice House with the nice big fucking cans. <laughs> you saw that. <laughs> Humongous shape. The fucking big fucking... With the fucking big titties. <laughs> you saw that shit, right? Yeah. And all the guys were looking at her like, hey... I'm with my girl, and she's hot, but holy shit, look at them hooters on that little midget. But you can't call them hooters because no. hooters is like for the tall girls. So what we do is we have a restaurant with all busty midget girls. Oh, yeah, and what do we call it? And we call it shrimps. You're, sure, you're serving shrimp. You're serving tits. You're serving fun. It's a great time. So <laughs> as an investor... You would go. You would go in on that, right? Yeah, put in three grand right now. There you, <laughs> there you you're go. You're all at the shrimps. You're getting some shrimp cocktail. You're getting uh, a side of tater tots, which is what they're called, midget tits. <laughs> yeah. Tater tots are called midget yeah, tits. Yeah, you dip them in mayo. You dip them in ketchup. You do whatever you want with those midget tits. <laughs> oh my god! Three grand. You know, we'll take that. Oh my god! I gotta be honest. We don't have much more than that to start this business. <laughs> this restaurant for sure has to be founded in Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a Do the athletes thing. in Tampa Bay yeah. go to it? Yeah, because You're darn right. Yeah, their sports are so you awful. Know, you know, you know Evan Longoria is going to be stopping by shrimps. You have you know to be dr- you have to be drunk to get in. <laughs> David Price is definitely coming to shrimps. The entire the entire Tampa Bay Lightning will be there. Warren Sapp is in there just causing chaos. <laughs> just throwing people, drinking beers, and breaking doors and windows. I think we listed the three most famous people in Tampa Bay. I think we did. Hey, uh, until Shrimps opens. Yeah. And then once Shrimps opens, there, there's going to be a waitress there named Aaron who's got big fucking titties. And she's going to be the most popular celebrity. Did I, did I just out a possible midget girl that I know with big fucking titties named Aaron? Possibly. You know who you are, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) She listens. She'll she'll enjoy that. How do businesses like that get started, though? Well, obviously. I mean, it seems like a no-brainer, but but I'm wondering if you're like, if the guy. Hold on, back up, rewind. How do businesses like that get started? <laughs> is there something in the realm of like that that you want to refer to? Here? Well, basically, <laughs> we just have to be drinking. What people do, they sit around, they drink a lot of fireball whiskey. And, yeah, uh, but, who, but I mean, like, when you come over, like, we're going to get a lot of young girls mm-hmm. straight out of high school, not going to college, 
mm-hmm. right? That are gonna need like, money. Need money. Yeah, I mean, like, right? Is that how you pitch it? I mean, you're like these girls that like want to make. I mean, you want to take this idea to the next level. What you do is you strap a bucket of like a like a beer bucket to these girls' heads with ice in it, and they walk around. And you could just grab beer as as they go around. Ooh, you just take it off the top. Jesus. Ooh. So on their head. Yeah. Like so, like kind of like Carmen Miranda had the fruit hat. Yes. But only we but only we make a beer hat. <laughs> a bucket of beers. I like that. It's a great idea. That and if you do that at shrimps with with, with the height, it's you just, your arm just goes straight out. You don't have to reach up to grab them. Oh, Mark Saratella, we appreciate the idea coming up big. Well, I'm right. an investor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just a silent partner. Yeah. Now I'm in. <laughs> I just booked my flight to Tampa on Expedia. <laughs> Shit, we got to get working. Oh, we we got we got to make some more money so we could actually start this damn business. Uh, hey, you you, you want to help us make money? Head over to bradwilliamscomedy.com. Click the Amazon banner Ooh. on bradwilliamscomedy.com. You're going to Amazon anyway. Yeah. They, they, they've got lots of stuff there for you to buy. So head over to bradwilliamscomedy.com. You click the Amazon banner. That takes you right to Amazon. You shop normally. You pay, you pay for your stuff at normal cost. And then we get a little bit of that money here at the About Last Night show. So we can open up shrimps and you can get yourself some midget tits. How about that? Midgetist, which, by the way, could be the name of our studio because we're going to have to come up with a name. Because, uh, obviously, we we've left the GoCast Network. We're in my new apartment. We are. Which is not only an upgrade for the podcast, an upgrade for my life. Yes. Um, and uh, thanks for lighting the vanilla candle that somehow smells like maple syrup. Hey, man, you can blame Rite Aid for that shit, all right? <laughs> they sell – it's false advertising. You buy a uh, – you buy the um, pumpkin pie candle that smells like used tampons. It, it, it does. It absolutely does. Uh, but, here, but here's the thing is we're at we're, – we're, we're here, and you listen to successful podcasts. I know uh, the uh, Eddie F. Talk Shit podcast, his, it's done at his house, which he calls the Rape Cottage. Uh, we will not be following that uh, <laughs> we will not. formula. But, I mean, uh, Mark Barron uh, calls his apartment the Cat Ranch. The Cat Ranch, sure. Right? So you got things like so you got things like that going on. Yeah, so we need to come up with some sort of nickname. Oh, sure. I got one. Yeah. What's that? The Dog Ranch. The Dog Ranch. Do we have dogs here? Can can I say maybe? <laughs> <laughs> can I can I sleep on it? You always shoot down my ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so we call it the Dog Ranch, and then we get rid of our current uh, song that opens up our show, and we open it up with the Baja Man going, "Who let the dogs out from who, the Dog Ranch?" Who, who? It's Adam Ray, Brad Williams. Wow. I mean. First of all, I'm not opposed to having our show open with the Baja Men. <laughs> if that's what you're fucking getting at. Yeah, you know, that might work. How are you not no in one, a good mood? No one knows what they are saying, but it ends with yippee <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Perfect. Uh, Can you so, imagine? That's the fucking power of catchy tunes, man. Who let the dogs out? You put a nice conga drum in there. Yeah, start dancing to it. You know they played in the outfield during a Mariners game four years ago when they were Get out. well. It must have been longer than that when they were super popular. They play, they were like the house band, and they would play during <laughs> fucking inning breaks. And they would play like two wow. two minute songs during inning breaks. You had Baja Men as your house band, but guess what? You're there all game. You've got one hit. You gotta play that every <laughs> fucking inning because oh they would God. switch it up. They play Who Are the Dogs Out. People would go nuts. Then they play a different song. People were like Ugh. like it was like you know Who Let the Dog. Everyone's like yeah. The next inning. Hey, man, play the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Go back. It's like my first concert was in Seattle at Bumbershoot, a big music festival, and I saw Sugar Ray, right, when they were at the peak. There, there you go. Fly had just come out, right? Mark McGrath. Yeah, Mark huge. They didn't have any other hits. No. Right? But people loved them because they were so popular. So they went sure. to go see them. Places packed. 
They start playing like two or three new songs. Mm. People start fucking get antsy, start booing on the fourth song. Wow. And start chanting for like, we want Fly! Play Fly! Wow. So he stops mid-song and just goes, all right, I see, I see what's happening here. He goes, <laughs> and I get it. He goes, we got a few other new songs. No, fuck, no! He goes, all right, fuck it. <laughs> a man of the people. Dude, plays Fly. Place, it was like the fucking Beatles showed up with Bieber, with Santa Claus, who revealed he was fucking Anne Frank. They so everyone's going place. nuts. Everyone's going nuts because they're seeing a lot of people they haven't seen for a while. And, oh uh, and he plays Fly. Place goes nuts. Jump, tries to jump into a new song. Half the place leaves. Go back to Fly. Yeah. But, I mean, he, you know, he won that round because sure. obviously he comes out with a few other hits. And Absolutely. And uh, now is, he's hosting Extra. But uh, what we need you guys to do is we need uh, our listeners need to, studio uh, suggestions. Yeah, we need names. Because so far, we've got the awesome. Dog Ranch, which is dog shit of a suggestion. <laughs> Thanks, Mark Saratella. Uh, so tweet us at Adam Ray Comedy. <laughs> tweet us at Funny Brad. Uh, that's my Twitter. And then tweet at Mark Saratella to tell him that the Dog Ranch was a shitty fucking suggestion. And then, uh, or tweet him, that, hey, say, or tweet him, hey, man, um, I sure hope you get some pussy. <laughs> Leaving me some hope. <laughs> Callback. So uh, MarksComedy.com also is where you can get all those links. Yeah, cool. and, and, and how do they find the Comedy Juice shows? ComedyJuice.com has uh, the shows in the six cities, uh, Pasadena, Hollywood, Irvine, San Diego, two in New York City. Holy crap. Have, have, have we been going for a while? How, how? Yeah, we're, we're about, yeah, we're about uh, this, is, this is it. We're wow. at the top. Yeah. Well, this has been a fun first show. Great first show. Yeah, uh, Mark, this is on your third time on the show. You're yeah. a friend of the show now. Absolutely. Come back whenever you want. Friend of the Thank show, Mark much. Saratella, everyone. Yeah. I'll uh, be here. Uh, to, do you guys need me to go to Jay Moore's later with you? I'll just be there. I'll just be there. Can I say maybe? Can I say maybe? I'm assuming that's a <laughs> I'm assuming that's a yes. Uh, you show up. Hey, man, they never give me a hard no. Bra- <laughs> uh, Brad's got a Mini Cooper. I can fit. Perfect. <laughs> so that'll work out. Uh, Watch the dwarf drive, drive to Jay Moore's house. Does he know his way there? And and mu- and much like peers are covered with barnacles, the dwarf is covered with a, with the local Mark Saratella, who's looking <laughs> to latch on for some nourishment. Watch the dwarf the dwarf travel into Mexican territory, peeing in pools without any fucking consideration for the children who may be drinking it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, that that shit's gonna heal them. As we what as, if they did do some sort? Of, what, there's gonna be narration over this special, right? There is. Or the uh, ne- or, or the Nat Geo special, there Boy. will be. They sh- they should let, oh my god, they should let you do it, and you should do it in that voice. Oh, oh the, uh, Australian. the Serengeti Australian yeah. land down under. No, you know what? I want Morgan Freeman to narrate my Nat Geo special. Adam Ray, how would that sound? I wish I could tell you this dwarf was not funny, but he's hilarious. Every time I see him, he gets a standing O. He shakes his ass. He dances. He does the worm. He tells jokes about candy. <laughs> I love candy. That was the that was my granddaughter's favorite treat before I fingered her. <laughs> and that's true actually. Watch Brad Williams as he dances. He drives. He eats food. Just like a normal person, you ignorant fuck. So stop making a giant deal about it. Catch me and Bruce Almighty on Blu-ray at your local Target. <laughs> oh, Morgan Freeman, everyone. Yeah. Uh, Adam, where where can our listeners find more? You can find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Um, I will be on Craig Ferguson on uh, June twelfth. Hey you can now, watch that tonight. I'll be on Chelsea Lately June twenty fourth. All right. Uh, and the Heat comes out June twenty eighth. So go see that so that uh, um, so, yeah. we can so you get more popular. so I can get more movies yeah. and uh, and that we uh, 
we can get more listeners and and um and sure. then I got a bunch of headlining dates on AdamRayTV.com starting uh, starting uh, in in July. I'll be in D.C. and Seattle and San Diego and Chicago and San Fran. And Mark will be accompanying me. That, this will conclude, by the way, the Adam opening for Brad. It does chapter of life. And I got to be honest, man, it's fucking sad. It is kind of sad, but because you gave me a lot of opportunities, it, it it gave us the opportunity to be to grow as friends, yep. as comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, what I like about opening for Brad too is that you never hold me back on anything because sometimes you get held back. People don't want you to do certain things. This is very true. Jokes. Yeah. When you go to Brad, he, he just says, "Just do really well." And some headliners do not want you to do well. Oh, Even headliners who crush, because yep. Brad, you always crush. Yep. You, that must be part of the reason why you know. But also, it helps you ra- like subconsciously. It helps you raise your game, dude. You must Absolutely. be knowing when you're watching uh, me fucking murder <laughs> before you that you're like awesome. The crowd's ready. Right. Also, you're like. I gotta bring it. Yes, man. Because like anytime somebody before you does well, you go, I gotta bring it. And you, it, it, yeah. not that it makes you nervous, it just makes you go a little bit more aware of like I, I don't want to ever walk on stage when I'm doing a headliner show and have the crowd be bored or me think, you know what, I could just do autopilot right now. I right. Can just go on, say my jokes, whatever, get done with this. No, I want to be always up in my game, and I know the only way to do that is to have really funny people go on before me. And uh, so to have Adam, you as my opener, has been great. I will remember you. Now you're gonna make you, me cry, man. You oh. will remember Now you're showing videos of limp midgets with Don't one eye saying goodbye to Jews. Not tweet you back <laughs> when you tweet he's in a city near you. <sighs> it's been fun, Adam Ray, yeah, but uh, thankfully I'll, we'll still get to hang out on the podcast. Oh yeah, and we'll still do this, and uh, both our careers uh, will just go through the roof. And uh, Mark will be open for both of us, so you'll be able to see Mark for what? Like, go come see us on the road, and then you'll be able to see Mark too. So that's going to be a good time. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at FunnyBrad. Uh, go to my website, bradwilliamscomedy.com. All my tour dates are there. Uh, I'm booked pretty solid until the end of the year. So <sighs> see God. when. Are we going to be able to do another podcast? You fucking <laughs> darn right. Greedy bastard. We're doing a man. Trying to, trying to make a living. Hey, we, 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 just, we just came to fake mustache. We got to come strong to the hoop, my yeah, friend. Yeah, we're going like, to try to pump out two a week. Like fucking Defla Shrimp. In the, in the tradition, hey, we of, can't let Detlef Shrimp down. No, in the tradition of Detlef Shrimp, we're going strong with the hoop. For Adam Ray, Mark Saratella, I'm Brad Williams. This has been the About Last Night Show. Please try to remember our names in the morning. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger, Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash WaitForItComedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you.